The Gascoigne region in northern West Australia is home to one of the world's largest and loudest bees, uh, known to some as the Dawson's burrowing bee, or in Yingada language, it's known as Mugadgura. The rare species can grow as long as two centimetres and is a delicacy to local Indigenous communities. But it's not honey that makes them special. Indigenous elder and artist Tony Rowe has researched the Mugadgura since she was a child and she's mindful every year that the bees are at risk because of where they choose to burrow during their active season. Tony is also the Operations Manager of Engagements and Events at Gunwadu Maya, an Aboriginal cultural centre in Carnarvon, WA. And I'm very pleased to say she joins us on Sunday Extra now. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. Tony, could you tell us a little bit more about these burrowing bees and what makes them different and special compared to other bees? The burrowing bees are mainly in the Gascoigne region of Western Australia. They don't have a queen and they don't live in colonies, but they do form large aggregations with thousands of bees making individual nests. They don't produce honey. Instead, they lay larvae. Hmm. If there's no queen, Tony, uh, who's in charge and, and how do they breed? Not one bee is in charge. It's like a frenzied attack on the female. Um, there could be up to 10 males waiting at the burrow for the female to emerge. Once she emerges, it's like, may the best man win. Um, the male will sometimes fight to the death over the female and sometimes the female will become the casualty. You, you mentioned they form these these large aggregations of burrows. Could, could you sort of paint the picture for us of what that ends up looking like when all the bees are making these burrows on the ground? Oh, my goodness. It's, you know how you get ants' nests? Hmm. Yeah, something like that. But there, there could be up to 10,000 burrows like that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the pictures really are spectacular and I very much encourage uh, Sunday Extra listeners to to have a look at them online because it is an incredible scene. And I suppose that leads to the question, Tony, where exactly do the bees burrow and, and therefore what sort of human activities are causing risks to the burrowing bees? The risks would be um, like motorists cars and motorbikes and stuff like that during their mating season, you know, people should be a bit more careful on where they drive. Mm. They burrow in the middle of the roads, roads that are always used by people when it's not their mating season. Do, do visitors come and cause problems trying to look for the bees? Yeah, the locals very much know this, but you cannot tell them. <laughs> I see. Okay, so it's so it's not just visitors; it's it's locals as well driving over the the roads. It's the normal roads, but at certain types of year, it's also uh, part road, part um, breeding ground. Yes, yes. Some will first come into the centre, and you know we ask them, "Have they heard about the burrowing bees?" You know, it's bee season mm. at the moment. You can go out and see them, but you know, just be careful where you drive and all that. I do. Um, Liaise with the Shire every bee season, you know, to get the roads closed. But, you know, they still just drive around sign. 
on Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Tony Rowe, Indigenous elder and artist and the operations manager of engagement and events at Gunwadu Mia, the Aboriginal Cultural Centre in Carnarvon. I've read, Tony, you saying that part of your connection to the bees comes from your gran in the Dodd family? Yes, yeah. Um, At the same time, like 2012, I went out with my eldest, the Dodds, um, all now deceased, went out on country and filmed the bees, which was a privilege to go out with them, you know, and do that sort of thing. And, and Tony, I, I gather you're involved with uh, what's been called the Dawson's Burrowing Bee Education Project through the Cultural Centre. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, that is through WA Museum. Um, yeah, hopefully it'll be out um, later this month. So big things happening. Excellent. And is part of the idea of that to, to link Indigenous knowledge about the bees with work that's been done by, say, the Department of Terrestrial Zoology, I believe it is? Yeah, so um, in the education project, it'll be the scientific way as well as the cultural way. And, Tony, is part of the project going to involve you incorporating the bees into your art? Yes, um, like merchandise. So I will create all the um, like the paintings and all that of the bees. I've already um, dot painted the female bee, which I put onto shirts, which was a sellout. <laughs> um, and yeah, just a heap of merchandise coming coming out as well. Oh, fantastic. So uh, people have to come over and, and, and have a look at the bees themselves, but hopefully there'll be ways of getting uh, the uh, the material that you're creating, uh, even if you can't get over to Gascoigne as well. That sounds fantastic. Yes, I'm sure you can order online. Great. Well, it sounds like a great project and there's certainly absolutely amazing creatures and create incredible scenes in your region. Uh, Tony Rowe, thank you so much for telling us about it on Sunday Extra. No worries. You're welcome. That's Indigenous elder and researcher and also artist and merchandiser Tony Rowe speaking to us from WA there. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.